Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good evening at half past five. This is Update for Monday, 18th of December, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man and background to that news we've got sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person this evening steam packet workers ballot closes today wealth management company gets half a million pound fine Michelle Moan says she will benefit from the PPE profit one day new cancer facility construction starts next week and Tom Gandy says he's got more to give at the top level Man Benham for all your business and legal needs but first of all at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock the update news headlines Faster My Siobhan Fletcher Faster My a wealth management company on the Isle of Man has been fined more than half a million pounds after contravening anti-money laundering regulations the Financial Services Authority has imposed a civil penalty on Ned Bank Private Wealth Limited which is based on Hill Street in Douglas the Isle of Man steam packet companies revealed only 10% of its seafarers are Manx residents. It comes after Douglas Central MHK Chris Thomas expressed fears there would be a decline in the number of Isle of Man residents working at the company should the live on board proposals go ahead. Funding from the Isle of Man Arts Council will see an arts and community centre in the west of the island renew some of its equipment. The team at Peel Centenary Centre took to social media to thank the funding body for granting their application ahead of the new year. Further afield, a number of Tory MPs say they're dismayed by the UK's reluctance to call for an immediate pause in the fighting between Israel and Hamas in Gaza, but say they're encouraged by the talk of a sustainable ceasefire. A Tory-appointed peer who admitted lying over her links to a PPE company awarded contracts during Covid insists the UK government knew of her involvement with MedPro all along. Michelle Moan has also taken aim at those who approved the deal, including Michael Gove. And Twitter, now known as X, is being investigated by the EU. It's over its efforts to tackle disinformation and harmful material. There are your headlines. Lewis will be back with your news at 6. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Siobhan. From the Ronaldsway Met Office, still got that strong wind warning in the North Irish Sea, state of sea, slight or moderate. And this evening, cloudy with patchy light rain on a moderate westerly wind. Mostly dry through the night, down to 7 degrees at Fort Jamur. Uh, sunny intervals, isolated showers on a fresh west northwesterly, up to 10 degrees Celsius, perhaps 11 tomorrow. Overnight minimum is 8. And Wednesday, Jacrane patchy rain on a strong westerly, top temperature 12 Celsius. Tides on the way out, low waters at quarter to 10 tonight, high tide 10 to 4 a.m. Sunrise 26 minutes before 9 and the morning low tide 12 minutes past 10. Manx Glass and Glazing are able to offer an emergency out-of-hours boarding-up service. Call 491918. 
A ballot of steam packet workers which could prompt industrial action is closing today. As a dispute with Nautilus, the union continues. The full story is Christian Jones. If the majority of ballot papers reject the ferry operator's terms, then it's likely members will take industrial action, although it remains unknown what exactly that could entail. The union itself has previously predicted its members won't be in favour of the terms set out by the steam packet, which would see a new live-on-board approach to those working on the Manxman. It all came about as a result of this fire and rehire that we've continued to hear about and discussions have allegedly reached an impasse. No one wants to be in a position of serving notice for industrial action. At the start of, we're told that it was non-negotiable. They were just going to implement these changes at some stage. So, yes, very, very messy. That's the union's senior national organiser Gary Elliott's there and Nautilus has always maintained that taking industrial action would be a last resort, but if the ballot returns back with members in support of taking action, then it's not entirely clear what will happen to the boats. It's estimated Nautilus's membership base here has around 80 officers, but Steam Packet Managing Director Brian Thompson insists there are contingencies in place. Obviously those are have to be a bit flexible as well because you don't really know what's going to happen in that situation. Meanwhile, Douglas Central MHK Chris Thomas is set to request a statement in the House of Keys tomorrow about the dispute. He's worried that if the live on board approach is adopted, it could mean an increase in non-Manx workers running the vessels. I've seen the hospital become less and less about people who live here and love living here and more about agency people and people who fly in. I've seen it at the airport where we used to have 300 people paying national insurance in the um, aviation sector and I want to make absolutely sure that the people of the Isle of Man through their representatives do the right thing about the future of our steam packet and our maritime sector and our sea services particularly. In response, the steam packet says only around 10% of its seafarers are Isle of Man residents and that shipping is and always has been a very international industry. They're expecting ground will be broken on a new cancer facility for the Isle of Man next week. Questions have been raised about delays to the planned centre which has been funded with money raised by Manning Cancer's uh, support group. Manx Care's chief exec Teresa Cope says work can start as early as next week. This is a group of people who are incredibly committed to improving cancer care on the island and we work really really closely with the whole team with, with David Gore uh, Judy Stokes and and all the other people who support that piece of work. There has been ongoing discussions. Again, it comes back to that point that Manx Care doesn't actually own any of the buildings or the land that it runs services from. So this has been a collaboration between Manx Care um, in terms of supporting the positioning of the Macmillan Centre, a new Macmillan Centre. We already do have one within the hospital grounds, and I think that's really important. We we make that point. There is already a Macmillan Centre, and and finding the new location for it so we can offer more services from that location Um, but again it's the Department of Health and Social Care who have to actually finally give the approval for that. That approval has now been given but I think these things always take longer just going through the sort of the due diligence and the governance of that but we had a really positive outcome in the last week or so and we expect to see some contractors and diggers um, and work starting on the site just between Christmas and, and, and New Year so it is now underway and we really really look forward to it. We have regular meetings, so it's something we very, very much support and um, it will have huge benefits for the island. 
Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Fastamite, 22 minutes before six. Well, she's resident on the Isle of Man and Baroness Michelle Moan has admitted she'll one day benefit from the profits her husband's consortium made from the sale of PPE equipment to the UK government. The Conservative peer's husband, Doug Barrowman, says his financial trusts hold around £60 million worth of profit from the deal during the COVID-19 pandemic. They've both been speaking to BBC Television's Laura Koonsberg. I led the consortium. Um, at the end of the year, I'm an Isle of Man resident. The money uh, comes to the Isle of Man because that's, that's fundamentally where I live. It goes on my tax return. And like all my sources of income that I've generated over many years, it goes into trust for the benefit of my family. Was any of it used to buy a yacht? No, no. A yacht? It's not my yacht. It's not my money. I don't have that money, and my kids don't have that money. And this money from PP MedPro, as I understand it, went into two trusts. Yeah. Now, one of those trusts called Keristol. Yes. The beneficiaries of that trust, where half of the profit went, are you and your children. And Doug's children, and my children too. For the benefit of all my family. I'm his wife, so I'm a beneficiary as well as his children, as well as my children. But why not then just say, yes, I stand to benefit one day, rather than what you have chosen to do, which is repeatedly say, I'm not benefiting financially. You will one day. Why didn't you just be more straightforward about it? I am being straightforward about it now, Laura. I'm saying to you that I didn't receive that cash. That cash is not my cash. That cash is my husband's cash. But do you admit today that with the way that you've currently got your finances set up, that one day you and your children will benefit from that money? If one day, if God forbid, my husband passes away before me, then I'm a beneficiary as well as his children and my children. So. Yes, of course. A wealth management company on the Isle of Man has been fined more than half a million pounds after contravening anti-money laundering regulations. The story with Tessa Hawley. The Financial Services Authority has imposed a civil penalty on Nedbank Private Wealth Limited, which is based on Hill Street in Douglas. It follows an investigation which started in May 2022 after Nedbank's statistical return from 2018 indicated a high proportion of foreign politically ex exposed persons. In light of that, Nedbank was selected to be part of a thematic project undertaken by the FSA. This identified a number of contraventions of the anti-money laundering and countering the financing of terrorism code of 2019. These included a lack of detail in risk assessments, insufficient evidence of due diligence, inadequate documentation of sources or funds of wealth and ineffective ongoing monitoring. The FSA said it was therefore appropriate, necessary and proportionate to require Nedbank to pay a penalty. The starting point of this imposition was £764,550, but this was reduced by 30% to £535,185 due to significant mitigating factors. Nedbank, the authority said, has cooperated fully with the authority, engaged promptly and positively, and agreed settlement at an early stage, which was reflected in the level of penalty imposed. 
closed. The FSA has issued a public statement concerning the civil penalty, saying it's committed to taking appropriate and proportionate action to address contraventions. It says doing so supports the regulatory objectives of securing an appropriate degree of protection for customers, reducing financial crime and maintaining confidence in the Isle of Man's financial services industry. You can read the statement in full at manxradio.com. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor vessel Mangsman left Hesham at 25 past two. She'll be into Douglas, uh, into the bay in the next five, ten minutes or so, and then on to the Linksbound, departing this evening at 7.45, heading to Hesham, getting there about half past 11. The overnight departure from Lancashire is at 2.15am, back to Douglas at 6 tomorrow morning, and tomorrow morning's departure is 8.45, Manxman to Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. The Manx professional golfer Tom Gandy believes he's got more to give at the top level of the sport as he reflects on his 2023 season. He's told Manx Radio what he feels he's achieved in this campaign after a challenging period before. At the start of the season, a lot of my goals were based around process and mentality and I do believe I've made a load of positive changes. Obviously, that doesn't necessarily come straight through in your results, but I know out there I've been in a much better headspace than I was prior to the last time we spoke. So it's definitely been a big move forward there now hopefully technically and ball striking wise hopefully starting to see a lot of positive signs there as well and eventually it has to come together surely so um, I, you know I'm in it for the long haul I, I love the game I love what I do I do believe a good version of me is plenty good enough to compete on the you know European tour or, or, or whatever and that's what I aim to do bring the best of myself and, and see what happens I did have my first competitive hole in one which is a chance occurrence really as much as anything it was a good shot but I've hit plenty of good shots before that I haven't gone in but and there was a bit of a crowd there for that so that, that was a nice moment it was in the middle of a pretty bang average round of golf bits like that I, no, yeah nothing I mean I've got to see some great places again I've kind of as I say enjoyed the experience more it's all a learning curve it's been good you know I made a change in my coaching team two thirds of the way through the season and there's some really really positive signs for the back end of the season there that led to me playing some, some better golf some better results and in terms of where to play next year it looks like a probably play on the clutch tour which is the uk based third tier tour so i'll be playing there i mean i'll hopefully be getting some invites with the challenge tour again ideally to me i just want to challenge myself at the highest level i can i know like i've said a good version of me is more than capable so if i can bring that to a good week on the higher tiered tour then i know i can compete so goal is to to play that for the most part see where we stand after the early season and and go from there really manx radio business briefing at 16 minutes before six london metric and LXI Real Estate Investment Trust confirmed today they're in talks about a possible all-share merger to create a real estate company worth £3.9 billion. The possible merger would result in a UK-focused triple net lease, REIT, of scale, they said, with a pro forma gross asset value of £6.4 billion and a market capitalisation of £3.9 billion. Uh, the making of any firm offer by London Metric subject to preconditions, including the completion of mutual due diligence and provision of certain consents, 
waivers and approvals by each company's lenders and the recommendation of possible merger by LXI's board. We'll wait and see. For a full daily market report, go to ramseycrocor.com. The trend of UK companies going to New York to raise funds will continue, says Karen Snow, who's the global head of listings at NASDAQ. She helped tempt Cambridge-based chip designer Arm Holdings to float on the exchange and told the BBC that other UK tech firms will follow. Arm raised $4.87 billion, $3.8 billion sterling, that is, on the NASDAQ in September, despite heavy lobbying to list the shares in London. Instead, so far this year, the London Stock Exchange has raised $972 million, the NASDAQ $13 billion. There's always been a significant gap between the two exchanges, but this year looks set to be the first time the LSEs failed to hit the billion-dollar mark for money raised for companies floating on it since records began in 1995, according to data from Teal Logic. Karen Snow agreed the trend is that the Nasdaq will lure UK companies away from their home financial capital market. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets close mixed to kick off the penultimate week of 2023. The yen retreated. Oil rose as attacks by the Houthis on ships in the Red Sea raised concerns of oil supply disruptions and gold gained, helped by a softer dollar. The numbers from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100's up half a percent, 7,614. The DAX in Frankfurt, reported by Ramsey Crookall at the close, is down six-tenths of a percent, 16,645. Currently in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial up two-tenths of a percent, 37,378. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up almost four-tenths of a percent at 14,869. The S&P 500 in Chicago up almost half a percent, 4,740. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 26.4 cents, one euro, 15.7 cents, and 23 South African rand, 53.9 cents. In commodities, gold up two-tenths of a percent, $2,023 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up 2%, You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house or the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Faster by the children's champion's been explaining why she's dug her heels in in response to government recommendations over how long children should remain in care. Kerry Sharp MLC presented her annual report to Timwald and then heard a number of suggested changes, one in particular she said she couldn't agree with. I'd recommended that children who are looked after should be able to stay in residential care until age 26. Now, I don't literally mean, you know, stay in the same house from when they're like age eight, but just that they should be 
able to stay within the, the care of their corporate parent until 26. So they've taken out the 26. And I do object to that because if you think about it, um, the average age to leave home in Britain now is 25. The age of emotional maturity we now know is 25. And that's for people who haven't had adverse childhood experiences. The age of leaving aftercare in Scotland is 26. Uh, the age of leaving aftercare in terms of uh, UK councils providing support to care leavers is 25. So I felt that 26 was about right. Now, so so in, in relation to that particular point then, did, did you succeed? Um, well, it was one of those interesting situations where uh, we had a, a disagreement amongst the branches. So uh, uh, there will be a combined vote. Manx Radio Sport. Fast to my Rhianne Evans. Fast to my good evening. Starting in athletics, and athletes battled the weather at the weekend to take on the Western AC trail run. The blustery conditions didn't put off Mark Berman, who dominated the men's race in a cracking time of 33 minutes and 54 seconds. Gary Kelly came in second, with Paul Jennings following up in third. Dawn Atherton won the women's race and came in seventh overall in a time of 4 minutes 28 seconds. Taking second place was Katie Lawrence and Jane Farquhar claimed the third spot. Off-Island and local racewalkers were in action at a meeting in Dublin. Erica Kelly, Neil Wade, Tom Partington and Mia Dunwell all made the trip to St Anne's Park for the event, which is the opening leg of the World Race Walking Tour. Kelly, Wade and Partington all contested in the 20k. Meanwhile, Dunwell competed in the 10k. Keep an eye on manxradio.com for further results. Elsewhere, Peel Golf Club has raised more than £3,000 for Special Olympics Isle of Man. Winter competitions are now in full swing, the first of which was a 14-hole foursomes played in extremely favourable conditions, albeit a little frosty on the day, making putting tricky. Romping home with 30 points were Tracy Nolan and Joyce Marr, followed by Sally Morgan Moody and Heather Beckett with 26 in second. And in third place were Linda Keegan and Gillian Pearson with 25 on a count back from Diane Kinraid and Lisa Castain, also with 25. The competition was followed by the annual meeting of the women's section and as one of her final duties for 2023. The outgoing women's captain, Tracy Nolman, presented multiple checks to various Manx charities to keep in tune with her theme during her year of office, which was that success is best when shared. With that in mind, a check for £3,767 was presented to Linda Lammy of Special Olympics Isle of Man, who says the money will go towards giving their athletes the chance to compete at another level, especially off-island. <laughs> Manx Radio Travel, driven by Quayside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound up Ronald's Way, the 5.25 Logan Air from Manchester came in 15 minutes late at 20 to 6. Then it's the 7.30 EasyJet from London Gatwick on time, 10 to 8 Logan Air from London City's on time. The 5 to 8 returning patient transfer Logan Air from Liverpool is showing on time at the moment. Outbound 6 o'clock, Logan Air to Liverpool's got a 10 minute delay outbound, but uh, that shouldn't make too much of a difference. Also outbound, it's the 8 o'clock returning EasyJet back to London Gatwick. And on the roads, the Hibernia back roads closed for drainage work around Mackhall. The bottom end of uh, Telephone Exchange Road in Lax is closed for test hole investigations. Phase closures on the Ballakill Ferric Road for water main work in Colby. Look out also at Hillside Avenue in Douglas. It's closed through to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacement through till um, just after TT next year. Section of Switzerland Road's closed in Douglas till November next year for construction work. 
The Ken Drockard Road in Andreas is closed in phases for water main work. Just south of Kurt Michael, temporary closures on the Balalai Road for water main work. The Arashi Road's closed from Glen May to the Shoulder Road for resurfacing. And off-road, the Heritage Trail from Glenlock Campsite to Glen Vine to Union Mills is closed. They're doing ditching work and tree maintenance. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with Keyside. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Fast to my good evening. Thanks for tuning in to Max Radio. My name is Andy Winton. This is Update, Monday to Friday, 5.30 through till 6. Half an hour of nothing but news from the Isle of Man. And if you don't catch it live, you can get it as a podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And if you haven't got somewhere to get your podcast from, go to manxradio.com, click on podcast, and that'll send you through to the right place. And RNLI volunteers become Douglas Lifeboat Station's first female coxswain. Emily Heaton and two other colleagues successfully undertook their assessments earlier this month and she's been speaking to Manx Radio. It feels like a great achievement because when I joined 18 and a half years ago I I was and back then I will say I was the only girl so referring to women in search and rescue which which is something that's very much looked at the progression of that in that 18 and a half years has been incredible. I think I was the only female crew member at Douglas for the best part of 10 years. We now have myself and five other female crew. Some of them are trainee crew but nonetheless they are boat crew they go to sea and I I think to see that that massive increase in in women wanting to take part is is really interesting and really really good. What do you think even even now when more more women are joining the RNLI? What do you think holds certain people back? I don't know whether people assume that they wouldn't be able to because they're they're female, but I, I think very much women can do anything, and equality is, is so much more widely we're more aware of it now. I think as well families when you're carrying a pager. The ability to just drop everything and go. I don't know, women do pick up more of the childcare role. So if you're part of a family unit with children, maybe you feel, oh, I wouldn't be able to do that because they hit the children. But there's always a way to do it. If there was any women on the island who are thinking, I'd love to do that, I'd love to feel as proud as you felt, what would you say to them? Go to your local lifeboat station, have a chat with them and talk about joining the crew because it truly is one of the best things I've ever done and obviously still do. I will always describe the RNLI as like a family. It doesn't matter where around the coast of the British Isles you are, there's always a lifeboat station nearby and you will be welcomed there because you're part of that one crew. And wider than that, I've uh, recently had a week in the Netherlands and that welcome to crew members was extended at every station I went to there as well. We have a common interest and we, we it's, it's just fantastic to be part of that. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Mates Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, producer Amy Griffiths. Agenda's here with Phil Gorn after the news at 6. Greatest hits with Chris Kinley at 6.30. Time for Brass with Ian Cotier at 9. And I'm back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T. Yeah.